I'm Amber. And this is The Dog Moms. Obviously, I have earned all the dogs today. The dogs don't love me anymore. Not, not today. <laughs> so we're going to get started. This is such a fun show. and We're so happy to have you guys here. I've got two wonderful dogs here with me. That's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to answer some questions that we have on a really cool system here called the Pet Roulette. Amber, take it away. Oh, it's super fun. It's a random mix of different topics. We have no idea what we're about to talk about. And we get to click this super magical button that turns it in a circle and picks a topic for us that we get to talk about for four minutes and we get to talk about four different topics. And it's not scripted. I don't know all the topics up there. I haven't nope. read them all. And so it's really cool. We don't know what's happening and we don't really know we what we're going to talk on the at the very end. <laughs> and at the end of the show, we get to even turn the tables and talk <laughs> to the audience where we get to hear from you. Right, Oakley? Oh, nothing. Oh nothing. Heart. I guess you, I you get need, to click the button. You need your hand to click that's, the button. That's Let's what get I get started. to do. I'll, I'll just pass. <laughs> Dogs and kids. Dogs and kids. I do feel lonely over here. I know, buddy. So <laughs> dogs and kids. This is a really big topic in general. Now, I have a six-year-old daughter, just to tell you a little bit about our family. Um, and I personally own four dogs right now. And what about your family? I have a lot of little nephews and a baby you on do, the way. Actually. So we'll see how that baby goes. Baby on the way. Yeah. Super exciting. It is exciting, but it can be nerve-wracking. It is. Right? And, you know, I'm really glad that I have little nephews that my dogs have been exposed to. And I have a lot of little cousins that they've also grown up being around. So my dogs are used to kids running around and stuff. But for a little while there, um, one of my dogs, Whiskey, was pretty afraid of little kids. And oh, that actually... Yeah was something that I was like, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe it. And I think that it's actually a pretty normal thing for dogs to kind of be a little weirded out by kids because kids are kind of crazy. They're a little unpredictable, <laughs> right? And they're smaller, so yeah. they're at their level. And they, they can move fast. They can make really loud noises. Right. They're well, kind of erratic with things they play with. Absolutely. That was yeah. something that happened with my dog, Whiskey, was that she was playing with this kid, and she was still a puppy, and then the kid was pretending to be a dog, mm -hmm. and she went to go drink water, and the kid was pretending to resource guard. Oh, shoot. Which is crazy, but I mean, it's like a little five-year-old kid, they don't, so he's no, just they think being it's like, silly. Um, yeah. But it really scared my dog, because it she's did, like, yeah. this human is growling at me. Now I don't think this little human is predictable. Right. And so she started being a little bit nervous about like the random things that they would do. That's right. Um, and it kind of took a lot of good experiences for her to get over that, which... I know. Oakley's He's falling in love. <laughs> Oakley's in love with you. So, you know, as far as that goes for my side of things, I had to really teach my daughter how to, like, properly be right. around dogs. Well, so it's not just teaching dogs. She wants dogs, to pretend to be. Kids. Yeah, she wants to pretend to be a puppy and get on the floor and Aww. have her own toy. And she wants to or get in the middle of when they're all play fighting. And she wants to right. play, too, but she doesn't understand. Like, they're going to play with their mouths. Like, that's because oh, that's, that's how that's dogs true. play. That can be scary and for so, kids. And she's like, she thinks she could just jump in and wrestle them. And I'm like, there's a chance you could get bit. And my dogs are all super safe, but there's always that risk. Even with your safest dog, you want to be careful. That's so, And so teach true. them, like, I always teach her, like, when my dogs have something in their mouth they're chewing on, we don't go and take it away from them. Right. You know, like, little things that we may overlook in our everyday life, but, like, to a child, it's on their level. It's right there with them. That's and we so teach true. Them. And if I'm he's <laughs> sleeping, like, it's not the time to go and, like, jump on them or yeah. be all over them. Well, I know a lot of yeah. people obviously have dogs, but they don't have kids. Right. And so it's really important, too, to just, like, proactively be a little aware that 
like kids are on a different level. I know with yeah. my dogs, when kids have food, like that's the biggest oh, thing totally. because they're this tall. Yes. The dog sits right here. Perfect they're holding the food level. and they're like, oh, perfect. Pez dispenser for Cheerios. It's going to take everything. So yeah. that was something that when I'm around my nephews, I have to be really like on top of managing my dogs mm-hmm. using gates. We use gates. Yes. A lot of gates in the home. That's Lots one of my of favorite things. Teaching them place. Yeah. Teaching them leave it. Mm-hmm. Teaching them I drop know. it. And it's cute because like <laughs> I'll teach around the house like things that like leave it or stay or whatever. And she comes up behind me like mimicking the same things because oh, she gosh, hears how cute. like out okay sit right so she learns along the way listen to her um sometimes Sometimes. (laughs) if she's got the right tools treats toys otherwise not so much yeah but you know she loves to play with them she goes through the doggy door with them like she's she's a lot but what's what's really important is like not just teaching all the things you can't do with your dogs but also showing her all the things she can do so that she could also start to enjoy them and not just feel like it's a lot of boundaries and and that's a a really cool thing to mention and like leave it on since we have like 15 seconds left but like even if people don't have kids thinking about things that that a kid can do with your dog safely and making sure that your dog is prepared and that obviously you are there to supervise the whole thing. Exactly. And you can grow a bond better between kid and dog and you. I love it. Yeah. (gasps) That was a good one. That was was a good feel good starter. Okay. Let's see what the next one is. Oakley is starting to love me a little bit Oh my gosh. He's a ham. (laughs) He's so funny. Beasley's dreaming over here. Okay. Ooh, weight management. Oh, wow. I've got a a lot of, I've got a lot of little things that I do for my dogs. Now, um, I should probably be better about this myself, but <laughs> I'm like over here eating it's donuts that, that and I'm like, coffee. you guys I just are can't so- get away from it. <laughs> I know the donuts. I feel you. I get it. Um, yeah. we do so much for our dogs though. Like we really do move a lot. Like I close yeah. those rings on that Apple watch a lot, but yeah. still, you know, it's not just about us, but like for the dogs and I mean, it's kind of funny cause like weight management goes both ways. Like it's, it's a great way to be motivated is that your dog wants to go out and do stuff. And so, like, totally. it gives you a exercise Oh, my gosh, it's so true. Outlet. It's like if I don't want to go outside or exercise, I'm like, But they're well, like, the let's go. It. And then before you know it, you're like, I'm so glad yeah. I got out and did that hike. Well, there's so many days where I don't even want to get outside. I know. And I'm like, You and dogs, I talk about this. My dogs need it. And then I go outside, yeah. and I went on a hike, and I feel better. Mm-hmm. The dogs feel better. Mm-hmm. But that's one, you know, area of weight management. Yeah. And I think that some people don't realize, like, the majority of dogs are actually overweight which is crazy mm-hmm. and you know it's really important to like know what your dog's body type is and know mm-hmm. what their hair is like I know right. one of my dogs is super fluffy and every time I bathe him I'm like oh my gosh you're so skinny yes so you have to obviously hair. right you have to really and know like Beasley's body type is not the same as a border collie right. like he's a mix of heavier chest and like so he carries his weight and, well, he's on, and he was also neutered earlier too and he's on lifelong prednisone right. so steroid use you know like you know, yeah, it totally it, it changes, changes the body. It changes the way you have to manage each dog. And but you, you know, told me something interesting because you know you were like you were explaining in one of our early episodes where you said you know you if you're going to give your dogs treats or chews or something you will offset their caloric intake for the rest of the day. Yes, always. And I think a lot of people forget to do yes. that as they give their dogs treats and they give their dogs bones like, on yeah. top of their feet. Right. And right. you know. The back of the bag is a suggestion. It's not a rule. Yeah. So you have to pay attention to that because this dog here can eat a ton of food, not gain anything. My right. other two dogs, 
they will eat the suggested amount and they will still gain weight. So I have to Isn't feed them less than the suggested yes, amount. Yes, that's him. He's yep. like gets fat on air. Oh, that's absolutely. this guy. And so I, I totally agree there. And I know like Darby, who's my really high energetic border collie, he eats like a serving and a half, if not like almost sometimes double sometimes right. because he, he just burns calories existing. Metabolism <laughs> is like Naomi, like Naomi Watts. Yeah. Like I wish I had that. Like he just stays so trim. Right. We're all beautiful, but he <laughs> just stays. No, but he is really he's active. That. He's so very that makes active. a big difference. And I do think that like you know, even when you're giving your dogs table scraps or even when you're giving them bones. I love to mm-hmm. give my dogs chews, but I do pay attention that some of those chews have a lot of extra calories Actually, they in do. Them. They do. So, like, to pay attention to that is, like, to look at the back of the packaging and to look at that. And Absolutely. it's not always just calories. Sometimes it's in kilocals. Yeah. So you have to learn how to transfer that over to calories. And I'm sure your vet would be very happy to teach you these things. And right. they have calories... Uh, calculators online, but you know, your vet can also tell you like how many calories a day your dog should be taking in. And that'll be like a good way to just like have a baseline for your dog. Absolutely. But age and exercise and all of that, just like for humans plays a big role in that. Right. I learned a really cool tip. I don't remember where from. So if someone taught me this and I don't remember to credit you, I'm so sorry. But I remember, I remember this really cool thing where it was like, um, learning to feel your dog's weight and how they should actually feel to your hand. Oh. And so it was like, if you turn your hand this way and you feel your, I guess, what, what is this called? The palm of your hand here. Yeah, but it's like almost like this, the underside this of your knuckles. This is what it feels like when your dog is slightly overweight. Okay. So okay. there's a little bit of like fat on it. This is what, when your palm is flat and you touch it here, this is what your dog should so your feel knuckles, like. Right? right? It's it's just a little bit of the rib cage. Oh, I see. But yeah. then if your fist is like this, this is your dog underweight. And that was a really oh. cool thing to feel because then I can feel my dog and be like, oh, he's at a good weight right now. I don't think I've ever felt my ribs. <laughs> well, don't feel yourself. <laughs> Do it for the dogs. I don't know if it works for humans. Um, but it really helped me oh, kind of like time. base oh, it off. That's oh. really cool. I'm going to use that. Yeah, now it's like how I do I'm going to go home and tell, ask my husband. Be like, hey, no, let me see where you're humans. at. No, not for the humans. Not for the humans. And now to our segment, let's go for a walk. Okay, well, so um, my beautiful, newly bathed and groomed dog just jumped oh, into. Oh, I know, but it's nice that you let her swim because she likes to swim. Well, I figured the water's once, so cold, I can't believe she, she like, went, went in. Halfway though. in, I was like, I give up. So I, I just up. <laughs> he was about to chase her into the water, and I was like, I almost thought about taking him off to let him play, but I was like, if that's water cold and he hates yeah, it, see, I don't want to set I'm him like, up for failure. She loves the water already, so yeah. I don't have to worry about how cold it is. You're crazy. But I mean, her breed is literally wild. has like a double cookie. coat that's for keeping them warm in the water. So yeah. it's supposed to also dry really quickly, so you'll probably see I hope it does. within like I feel like border collies kind of do that too. Yeah. I noticed that they, they, they tend to dry pretty quickly. Well, like and top coat. Oh like it just like sheds dirt too, which is really nice. Oh, but it yeah. also sheds all over my house. I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she does love the water, Oakley. that's for sure. Good and girl. even Oakley was ready to join her. I know, I think there's something under there. I know, oh my gosh. And I know. love this place though. I love that there's a dock. Like we should come back when it's Super warm, and we can take and the boat the dogs, out. And the dogs, they can jump off. All the I dogs know. can Well, we can go paddleboarding because you love to go paddleboarding. I, do. I don't know about that. That makes me nervous. You no, know, I got. I did it one time, but I'm like, with a dog. What if they jump off and scoot your paddleboard? Well, I know I have two. Oh, hi. so that means you can come with me. But what if the dog jumps off and moves the paddleboard while you're standing? When you you fall just in get the water. That's the worst that, thing that'll happen. Oh, good lord. No, but I mean, once you get like a good balance, you don't have just to stand fall in the on water. it. If you just sit on the, ba- the board, <laughs> it's not that bad. There's dar- bad. there's things in the water that I can't yeah, see. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't live in Florida anymore. I need those anymore, beautiful, so okay. clear no, water beaches. There's no gators, so we're okay. Oh, my, oh that's true. That's true. <laughs> good baby. Whiskey's dying for some food here, here. buddy. All right, let's do the next one. Uh, where are you at, buddy? 
<laughs> I don't want to know where mine is. That was a fast one. Ooh, training and obedience. I mean, this is a great one. I think I everyone. Mean. I think everyone can relate to this topic in some way, shape, or form. Because I remember when I got Beasley, yeah. I was like, I just want a well-mannered dog. Like I didn't know we were going to do right. trick training. I had no idea the things we would experience. But I remember thinking, I just want a well-mannered dog. And so I went to a local facility that I still work today, that's BFS awesome. Pet Services. Um, they're in Maryland, and they're like family to me. And that's where I first started learning about dog training, like formally. Right. And I had a beagle. We did lots of fun things, but like you know, it was in my backyard in my house. This was like my first experience with formal dog training and I learned like, whoa, you create such a bond and I loved it. Yes. Training is so much it. more than like having a well-behaved dog. Exactly. It and really I didn't is. know. I thought it was like, well, I'm going to learn to do the things to make him do the things and then we'll, right. we'll be oh good. Oh my gosh. Isn't that like the number one thing people say is that yeah. like train the dog. I'm like, actually it's training the human. Right. And then we <laughs> learned that it's not just like another thing that like that facility has, which a lot of facilities do is other avenues. So it's not just obedience. You go, right. oh, it's so boring, or I feel like I'm in a box. You got to go off to agility or do trekking or do That's frisbee. So cool. And I was like, this is a world yes. of things you can do with your dogs. Absolutely. And yeah. that's really cool, like segue into dog sports. Yes. And I know so many people that start off like teaching their dogs sit down and stay, and they're like, what else can I do? Tricks are a great way to get involved. But also looking into different dog sports is a really cool way to start working towards a goal with your dog. And that mm -hmm. changed my motivation for training my own personal dogs is having those goals of like, I want to compete in this yes. thing with my dog. And meeting like-minded like people. Absolutely. Like, and it's encouraging like when you have met. someone else working on yes. it with you. Yeah. And then you can kind of share your goals and share your aspirations. Also the things that don't go as planned sure. and things like that too. I mean, I don't think you and I would have even looked at this like many years ago had we had looked and said, we're going to become really good friends that also do agility and we're going to do, and, and we do live shows together and we're going to do all these fun things. And we're going to like, we're going to dabble in Frisbee. Right. Like years ago when we just had these two and you had yeah. Tucker as well, we would have been like, yeah. Well, it was like, and you know, now, I train my dog and it's turned into this whole thing. It's of, a world. It's a, it and it's really cool because there's, there's something always changing or always growing within it. And I think if you have a dog at home and you're not sure where to get started, I always say, just try to find like a nice positive reinforcement trainer, balance trainer. Um, and then, and then get involved and see where you guys fit best because not every dog is going to fit right. every Right, and maybe sport. it's not the right thing for you personally. Yeah. But I think it's really cool too, like social media has done a really cool thing where it's exposing a lot of people to the things that dogs can actually do. Mm -hmm. And I think that like that was something that I didn't have growing up where I knew that like agility existed. Same. But like, you know, being inspired by seeing like some of the tricks you do or some, right, right. someone does this really weird trick with their dog. And I'm like, I want to teach my dog to do exactly. that. And so that's like a whole new venue of training where it's not just obedience mm -hmm. and obedience has its place. And it you know, sure does. Competition obedience it's a lot of foundation is incredible too. as well. I know. Those I stay clear of that because I would not survive. Yeah. Those dogs are very talented. They're I've so tried talented. it. Oakley and I tried it. Uh, we were very goofy looking out there, but, um, but it's inspiring. But that's another thing too, is that like, a lot of dogs that you would seemingly not fit for some sports can also blow you away. Absolutely. I think, like, there was a story at BFF where, like, a King Charles Spaniel was, like, the best tracking dog that they really? had. Really? Yes. What? And Petunia, as we know, the pug. The little pug. She 
blows pugs out of the water and small pugs out of the water. She's doing like handstands right. and like stuff you wouldn't expect. So it shows you that just because you have a breed that you think is an off breed doesn't mean you can't do Absolutely. some of the other things that dogs do. And I mean like do. with our rescue mutts too. Like yeah. there's no single kind of dog that can't do anything that you right. want to do if you just put some time and training into it. And I it's think so that's true. really what training is about and like building a better bond with your dog. Yep, I agree. I think that's great. And that's Almost time. We have five Ooh, seconds five, left. Five, four, three, two, one. Two, one. We got one more topic. That's a big topic, but I think we covered some good stuff. I love there. that topic. All right. We both do. All right, you Let's get to the next one. Oh, I'm being get sweet. A, I get one. <laughs> I always get one try. So I know. Sweet. This is my opportunity. <laughs> one try. Ooh. Health concerns and issues. Oh gosh, we have enough of those this I year. Yeah, we can. Twenty twenty three has been like the year of like vet bills for me. Yes. Thank God I have insurance. Does anybody else out there have pet insurance? Because that has been a fantastic outlet. I will say for me. Thank goodness. I did not have pet insurance what like four years ago, and Oakley had a little scare with one of his toes, and it was not that crazy expensive. It was like like fifteen hundred dollars. And after that surgery, I turned to my husband and I said, I never want to be in a place right. where I have to decide between my dog and money. Mm -hmm. I just don't want to do that. And I know insurance is a, like a big thing. It, it, yeah. It's a lot of money, you know, every it month. It can be cumulative. But yeah. we got pet insurance that year. It's so We also got helpful. two cats the following year and then another dog. So the pet insurance, and you know, has quadrupled. But those cats needed some serious. Oh yeah. Yeah. My two cats needed two yes. hip surgeries. One of my dogs almost died. Um, and without mm. pet insurance, that was something that like I never, I, I don't know what I would have done in those situations. And so that's huge, a huge thing. And I'm so grateful that so, I did that. You know, something that a lot of people like wonder is like, how do you, there's so many out there. So like, how do you pick the one that's right, right for you? There's so many great insurance companies out there and I have a lot of friends who use different ones, but it's really important to find out what's best for you and mm -hmm. your dog. So when I got my dogs and cats on pet insurance, both of my dogs were already considered senior dogs. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to realize that when you sign up for an insurance company, they don't cover pre-existing conditions. Mm -hmm. And so if you do have a senior dog, you want to make sure you find an insurance that's best for you and your dog so that mm -hmm. everything that you need covered will be covered. Yeah, and I think also it's just about like, it's just also for me, at least if like why I'm going to pick one is like, I want easy. Right. I want Fast, in my busy simple. life. I want, I like the <laughs> apps. I like the gadgets. Absolutely. Or if it's got something like that. And, and, and I think it's just about seeing who you have, the dogs you have, right. anything that you're dealing with. And sometimes even where you live. It and just do depends. your research. Yeah. You know, it's just like buying a home or buying a car. You know, do that research so you make sure what fits best right. for you Find and your family. Find the best one for you and your dog, yeah. for sure. Okay. And so, like, with health concerns, kind of touching base on that, it's that, you know, you know, we had similar experiences, but I just had him checked for all of his lumps and bumps. He's eight yeah. years old now. He has plenty of them. And, you know, most of them were just fatty, but we have one on his foot that we're going to probably biopsy later this mm -hmm. year. But, like, I'm so grateful to preach to myself and learn from our, learn from our mistakes or any, um, you know, right. just being maybe like a little, uh, where we're kind of just, we kind of just bypass it. Oh, look at that hair. Um, getting it checked early. So like yes. making sure you're not delaying, making sure if you see something, you're acting upon it right. and you're giving a chance to like get, get them in the vet before it becomes out of yeah, hand. Yeah. You know what? If I can say anything, teeth, you know? it's so true. I just, I think trust your gut, honestly. Like, yeah. I, had a, I had a gut feeling about my dog. I had a friend who had a, an awful experience with her dog and she lost her dog. 
and you know my dog my oldest dog Tucker has bumps all over him and we've gotten a couple of them checked but they were like you know he's got so many that like you have to kind of just decide which ones you're gonna focus on but as I was petting him I felt like a you know a hard abscess in his stomach and it, I was like I thought it was another fatty lump and then as time continued it got larger and he showed no symptoms but I was really like I Something have, a, wasn't I have right. a feeling about yeah. this is not right went and got him checked they did an ultrasound they said it might be a, sp- a splenic tumor. Yeah. We have to get this removed. And it turned out, like, literally within a month, he, we had scheduled a surgery. But before that happened, he had an emergency, like, situation where if we didn't know what was going on, he would have died. If he was home and you just didn't yeah. know. Yeah. And so it was just like, I'm so glad I had that feeling. It's and true. it took him in and got it checked. It's true. So trust your gut. and Be like, proactive. Absolutely. Trust your gut. If you don't have insurance, it's still the right thing to go. Or just go and talk and get some professional advice. But I always do love that fact, like, you know, if you're noticing your dog has stinky breath or something's different. Oh, stinky breath. He has um, his teeth clean. <laughs> right. Same for him. Yeah. And, you know, we have a long wait list at our vet, so he's on it now, but it's going to be months till he can go, but I'm glad I got him on the schedule Absolutely. now. Absolutely. So well, preventative care is a big deal. Big, big deal. Nice All right. Job. Well, that's the last topic for this episode. But now our favorite part, we get to hear from you guys. Yay. So we've got a really awesome question. Let's see what we've got. All right. All right, let's check out the question. This is from Don Ellen Miller, and Don asks, how to keep older dogs engaged? Oh, this is such a great question. I know, I love my old dogs. I know, I know. I, like my first time experiencing like a senior dog. Like I had a dog growing up, but I moved out by the time she was getting older. Right. It's really hard to watch them get older. It is so hard. Especially because you, know, you want to keep like, them happy. They get like physically slower, and I think that's something to keep in mind. You know, it. I feel guilty. This is like a bad thing to admit, but for a while there, my oldest dog um, was slowing down on hikes, and I was like, "Come on, let's go, I know. let's go, come on!" Well, yeah, because you don't you don't realize it, right? And, and it's like, just things are harder for him now. And of course, he's like, "I'm trying, mom." Oh, and I was gosh, looking stop. back, I'm like, "What a terrible dog mom I was being. I'm being so mean." If to anybody you. wants to cry, watch the movie My Dog Skip. I bawled my eyes out. Oh my out. gosh, Marley and me, oh, or no. any of those. I can't watch it because my dogs are old. So I can't. Well, yeah, it's like the old dog, and so that's another thing for me too. Is like that frustration where I'm like, dude, what's, what's going on? Like, come on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'll do everything for yeah. you because I see that he's well, getting older. And I think that's part of like keeping them engaged is like knowing what they love mm-hmm. and then making it a little easier for them physically, mm-hmm. but still challenging them mentally. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, when the dogs get older, the dogs get easier to take care of because they just hang out all day. I know, day. but you have to think like, are they happy Right. Though? And then think about like the mental exercise and simulation. If you don't keep that up, they're not practicing using their brain. Right. And, and also so, they say it can like sometimes shorten their lives. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. They can, they can get depressed too, just like humans. 100%. I think something that you've touched base on a few times, like doing scent work or those yes. type of activities is something I want to get Beasley involved in because like he can't handle the lower right. course stuff. He can't handle agility as arthritis. Like I have to absolutely take away some of the things that that's what we did. Right. And that really breaks my heart. And we but have I'm like, to think about okay. the physicality of like yeah. how many repetitions is too much for them. Right. And and instead like of getting that. upset about it, I'm like, okay, I have to look at this differently right. and see the positive side and go, what else can we do? And yeah. so that's where I'm like, some fitness equipment comes involved. For sure. We, we still do hikes. We just have to do them. I can't take five miles with him. Yeah. We, he can still do those things, but also trying to find activities where he's going to be a better fit. Brain games, like learning hard tricks. That's his, that's his alley. Right. And things where they don't have to do a ton yeah. of physical activity. And you know, 
if you are concerned about how much physical activity your dog can do, talking to like a canine physical therapist mm -hmm. or rehab person can be really helpful to find a good plan for your dog. And I, I am know, working with one right now. Yeah, and for his perfect. arthritis and for his like wrist, we have done everything from laser to to exercises that are customized just for him, right. just to get him comfortable. Will he ever be better, like 100%? Probably not, right. but he can go back to a lot of the things he likes to do. Well, yeah, and like something as simple for my oldest dog that I, I was told by a physical therapist for, for dogs was having my dog do a stand and like giving me his right paw and his left paw. Yeah. And that's just like, it seems like, wow, that's not very complicated. But for my older dog, that was something that was, you know, he needed to work on to mm -hmm. work muscles. So. And you're engaging at the same time. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, I think we have one more question. We do have one more. Hi, this is Buckley from Doggy Road Trippin' on Instagram. We take doggy road trips all the time, and we'd love to know what you think is important to keep in our car for a safe doggy road trip or an emergency on the road. Okay. Well, that's a good question. I you personally... always want to keep my car. I yeah. have something to tell you guys. Uh-oh. I have a huge fear of, like, falling off a bridge in my car. What the heck? Why so, would you I say know. this? So I feel like I need Wait, one of what? those, like, window breakers. You just said, what do you always keep? But you said you feel like you need. I feel like so I need So that means you don't have it in your car. I don't car. have it yet. I it's need not it, answering though. the question. <laughs> it sort of is because if we go over a bridge and my dogs are in the car, this needs to happen. Well, then you need to go get one. So I know. <laughs> These are things I need in the car. So that, I said to let that go because it's really okay, it's weighing I don't know heavily on if me. This, you need that in your car, but we'll, we'll keep that just for you. Thank you. Um, I was going to answer it legitimately, but now I think I have to think outside the box. No, what do I that's want? a possibility, Amber. Yeah. I don't know. Let's not talk about our deepest You're, fears. Oakley, I don't know about Oakley that. Oakley is dreaming. Oakley's trembling. All right, so other things. Go ahead. I'll okay, let you take it. This is take the mic for more, a minute. seriously answer the question, yes, I'll get a window breaker for that's my what car. I need it. That's what I need. Number one, top priority. Um, the <laughs> sorry. Wow. Um, I always keep an extra leash in my car. Okay. Always, always oh, have a, a slip lead. Yeah. You never know when a stray dog's gonna turn up. But we you had also, that happen. Yep, happens all the time. Yeah. And you also never know, like, if you're just gonna need a leash if a leash breaks. So I always have a slip lead in my car. Um, I also always have a big jug of water and a foldable water bowl mm -hmm. because we go hiking and that way it's easy for me to just give them water. And it's water from home, which is nice. Yes. I actually went to my vet and I had her create me a first aid kit. So what oh, she brilliant. thought I would need for some of our bigger hikes, and she gave me a couple lessons like, you're going to laugh at me. A she window breaker. Me a <laughs> she gave me a couple lessons about how I should like take care of them and wrap them if you like you know, gets that's really not, a that's, deep that's cut. A good, that's a good thing and to know. And he's like squirting on a pike. Oh no. I know. So like, okay, we're you talking know. in some deep fears but, but right to now. Be on, to, but on a serious note, like if your dog gets seriously injured and we do some pretty big rocky yeah. type hikes, not so much a Beasley anymore. Like what if your dog gets injured, rips a toenail, like yeah, having, having a, a kit with kit. you that you can throw in your bag, but also knowing how to use it is so important. That's so you could true. like schedule an appointment with your vet and just be like, I would love to make a kit and also like right. tell me what I should do to yes. wrap up an injury. And I found that was really, really um, informational and knowledgeable. And now I just replace the items as yeah, I use Yeah, I know it. a lot of people have emergency kits in their car with like the dog's information and stuff like that too. That's a great which one. Which is a great thing to keep yeah. in your car. So Lots of good things. And get a window breaker. Apparently we, we need all it. need one. We need it. You never know. All right. I think that wraps up our episode. Yes, it does. <laughs> that was so much fun. We really talked a lot about a different, a lot of different topics, some crazy ones. Yeah. Um, but we also want to hear from you. So if you want to go and submit your own stories and questions, ideas, things like that, 
chat for us, feel free to go to dogtv.com slash thedogmoms and submit your questions for us for a chance for you to be featured on our next show. So have a great day, guys, and thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time We're going to on... go cuddle our dogs. Yes, I know. <laughs> on the Dog Moms. Dog Moms, Dog Moms, what you gonna do? What you gonna do with a pet for you? Dog Moms, Dog Moms, what you gonna do? What you gonna do with a pet for you?